in the Acts of the Apostles. They, Jesus ascends to heaven. The apostles are all gathered there, staring up after the cloud has come. And the two men dressed in white say, why are you looking up in the sky? Well, at first glance, it seems like kind of a dumb question. Okay, Jesus was here. Clouds, swirl, and he goes up. Well, of course I'm looking at the sky. But the question, theologically, as we reflective over the ages, really is a phenomenal question. Because it dispels the notion that Jesus basically gets into an elevator and rides up to the big penthouse in the sky and there kind of watches us on television. Sort of a distant God. This idea of heaven as this other place that is far from us where grandmom is drinking her Manhattan every day on the beach. These things that might be comforting in a way, but really do not bring us to the point to recognize what the true meaning of the ascension was. Jesus empties himself, as we hear in, in um, Paul's letter. Though he was in the form of God, he emptied himself and took the form of a slave. As Paul says, what does ascended mean if he didn't descend, if he didn't come first in? And still being true God, still being true man, but enters into the fullness of humanity, accepting even death, death on a cross. And so we see this, this ascension is really Jesus living out most fully, not just his humanity, but also his divinity. That the word ascension is really best translated by that psalm. He mounts his throne to shouts of joy. He enters into the fullness of this experience of the Father before our own eyes. And something amazing happened in that experience. Remember, Jesus never gave up his human will, his human, will, his human person. And so humanity has now entered in. A human, the human person has now entered into the very life of God. And through that, and through our baptism, through our connection, we enter into God. And God enters into us. So you see, it's not Jesus going somewhere else. It's a new state of being whereby he is acting in and through his church and each and every single one of the believers. This is not a going away, but with the gifts we receive at Pentecost, an intimate empowering. It's not just about Christ, but the entire body of Christ, this intimacy with all those who have gone before us. It is what we pray every single day, the coming of the kingdom of God. The building up in time and space, what we are preparing for in eternity. And so you say, one of the questions people often ask is, how did God let something bad happen? Well, evil in the world is not a creation of God. God created life, we chose death. God gave us freedom, we chose slavery. You see, all the effects of sin are not the creation of God. In fact, the scriptures say God hates death. 
So much did he hate death that he sent his only begotten son to come and die for us so that he could take on death itself and conquer it for all in the resurrection. That God is the author of all life. So anytime we see evil in the world, it's where God is not. And so you say, well, how is Christ acting in and through me? Most properly, the seven sacraments of the church. That our entrance in, our cleansing of ourselves, ourselves to be made to our greatest potential, to be made in the image of Christ, empowers us with the gifts of faith, hope, and love. And isn't that what the world really needs? You have that in your, in your arsenal, faith, hope, and love. This is what battles the world. And anytime we choose hate or doubt, he's given us the sacrament of reconciliation so that we are fed continually to be strengthened by that. He feeds us with his own body, blood, soul, and divinity. Yesterday, you see the red flowers here. We had confirmation. And as the bishop prayed over these kids, most of them were like, and I thought, you have no idea what you're receiving. I wanted to get up and say, no, stop, pay attention. He's pouring out the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, wisdom and understanding, courage, right judgment, fear of the Lord, all of these. These are the, the tools that he's giving us. So where is Christ? Well, Christ is every time someone at Catholic Charities goes and receives a meal. Every time that you decide to forgive someone, every time in your marriage somebody looks and says, why don't you treat me like that? Christ is alive in your, in your life because you're witnessing in your marriage how he loves his church. How is Christ acting? Christ is either acting or not acting in each moment of your life by how you choose to be. The ascension is not a f going away. It's a mounting of the throne of humanity to bring to an end evil in the world, to conk out the evil one, to step on its head, and to start making a culture of love, a culture that stands up for the truth, that gives voice to those who have no voice. My brothers and sisters, ascension, the celebration of the ascension is crucial to our self-understanding. And that is that we are the body of Christ. When you leave here and are sent out into the world, you are doing so to build the kingdom of God. And you either choose to build it or you choose not to. In how you treat one another, and how you stand up for what is right, how I preach the truth, how we live the reality that God hates death. He is the author of life and asks us to be his missionaries in the world. Praise be Jesus Christ.